0: Now, back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Ryan Lavoy, Brooks Childress, and Tom Peebee with you here today. Fun show so far, halfway through this Tuesday edition. And now it's time to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line as we're, again, thrilled to bring on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Today is a big day uh, for uh, Auburn basketball. More Bruce Pearl interviews, more uh, more buzz with Auburn basketball, and then also Oscar day, Oscar nominee day. We will get to fun with Ferg and that in just a few minutes. But, Justin, uh, hope you are well today. And, again, thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on.
0: Yeah, so for Auburn basketball, let's start with that before we get to fun with Ferg in a few minutes. And uh, last week was another big week for the Tigers. Couple of road victories for Auburn as they went to LSU and won, and went to South Carolina and won again. Just to kind of recap last week for Auburn.
1: Yeah, no, it was a good uh, week for Auburn because you know winning on the road in the SEC is is not easy. You know, it's not something that you you know do very often. At the rate that Auburn did. Now, did Auburn play arguably the two worst teams in the SEC uh, last week? Yes, they did. Uh, LSU and South Carolina are both kind of going through it. New head coaches, they hit the reset button this year with their rosters. However, uh, you know, you have to point out uh, the fact that Auburn, I think, did a really good job of taking care of business um, and playing the way they're supposed to. Both of those games. LSU and South Carolina had little stretches where, you know, the other team uh, got back into it a little bit or, you know, uh, made a run and, and tried to make things interesting. But Auburn had a really good response each time. They did that. I think their offense is executing a lot better here recently. They're taking care of the ball more. Um, and, you know, they're they're also doing a good job of really, you know, playing to their strengths on offense. Um, the seniors, the veterans are really taking, you know, taking that step forward and leading the way for everybody. Uh, And I think Auburn has been a better team for us.
0: And, of course, Justin, Auburn has this uh, unique kind of record-breaking streak right now as ter- in terms of the 31 consecutive weeks in the AP poll that Auburn just set a new program record for. They have the nation's longest home winning streak, uh, which, again, will be tested tomorrow. But just of those two streaks, I mean, which one feels more significant or just which one? I mean, they're both something to be proud of, but, but which one do you feel has been more difficult for Auburn to accomplish?
1: You know, I would think it would probably be, um, you know, winning, you know, staying ranked all this, this season. I mean, last year we knew this was a good team, and they really stepped it up and they played well. But look at so many teams that have had to hit the reset button this year in the, in college basketball, losing you know key players, star players, you know, making that making that move, making that transition. Um, you know, for the fact that Auburn isn't as talented of a team, obviously, as they were last year but the fact that they have been able to win enough to stay ranked uh, for this long, I think it's more significant. You know, you look at the home winning streak and yeah, there's some really good wins in there against some, some, you know, good opponents. Um, but, you know, the fact that Auburn's winning enough away from home um, to, you know, maintain this kind of run, I think it's pretty significant, especially when you look at the fact that like Duke, you know, fell out of the top 25 this, this season, Kentucky fell out of the top 25 this season, Arkansas has fallen out of the top 25 this season. So for Auburn to be a team that's been a little bit more consistent than some of the biggest names in the sport uh, and, and some and some top rivals here in the SEC, I think that speaks volumes to, you know, kind of the consistency that Bruce Pearl has, has maintained.
0: Well, talking about consistency and uh, consistency on the court in particular, uh, this team does not shoot the three very well. And so how big is it, in your words,
1: to have consistency from a guy like Jani Broome on that inside to give them that presence on the inside so they're not having to rely on what is just bad three-point shooting. Yeah, no, this is a team that I think has done a really good job of playing to their strengths. Um, Jedi Broome had a matchup against South Carolina where he just really dominated it, uh, kind of came back, um, and did a really good job of you know playing to his strengths in there. I think Jalen Williams also. I mean, Jalen's a guy who obviously can shoot the three and has done a good job of shooting the three this season for Auburn. But the fact that he, you know, is a guy that can score in the paint. Um, a guy that is pretty good at the little mid range game, those kind of leaners in the in you know, the painted area, I think are really, really big for him. Um, this team's getting downhill a lot more. You see, you know, Wendell Green Jr. Um, draws more fouls than pretty much any um, you know, I think he draws more fouls than any power conference guard in the country uh, does. And he's shooting a great percentage from the free throw line. I think Alan is doing a much better job of that as well. And they're taking care of the ball. You know, i said Mississippi State game during this winning streak. They're not turning it over a ton. And so they're taking better shots. They're getting second and third opportunities because they are good offensive rebounding teams. And, yeah, they're not, they're not you know, taking bad shots on a higher at a higher rate and, you know, going one and done. So it, it has been big for them. Um, and then tomorrow when they play Texas A&M, you know, A&M's a team that's got an awesome interior defense. Um, and they give up a lot of shots. From the outside, they're going to want to try to force Auburn to shoot from deep, and I think it could be like the Mississippi State game where they could, you know, get, get some consistency out there and hit some shots to make them pay. However, you know, like you said, this is not a team that shoots super consistently from deep. So even if you have those opportunities, you still got to be able to take advantage of some of your best players. And for Auburn, that's in the front court.
0: Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here on this uh, Tuesday edition of Sports. Well, Justin, let's turn to this Auburn and Texas A&M matchup. Texas a and a team where Auburn has had some difficulties with this team under Buzz Williams and just with A&M program as a whole and even particularly at home a couple of times. Run us through kind of the recent history of these two teams and, and what Bruce Pearl's talking about as uh, as some big matchups in this game.
1: Well, I think you can just go back to the SEC tournament game last year when Texas A&M beat Auburn and Auburn you know really didn't play well that game at all and it was kind of you know, not the beginning of the end for them. I mean, they did beat Jacksonville State in the, um, you know, in the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, this is an A&M team that is super, super physical. They play really, like, tough nose basketball. They're one of the best teams in the SEC in rebounding. They're one of the best teams in the SEC on the inside in terms of the, um, you know, offense and defense. They get to the free throw line. They hit their free throws pretty well. Um, this is a team that's just kind of gritty and grinded out type of uh, team. They don't shoot particularly well from deep they've got experience. So you got guys like Henry Coleman, uh, Tyrese Radford, Wade Taylor, guys that, you know, really gave Auburn trouble last year in that matchup. They're back. Uh, you know, Julius Marble is a transfer they got from Michigan state who has been a really good pickup with, um, uh, you know, with Coleman in the front court. So, I mean, this a and team it reminds me a lot of Mississippi state. They've just done what Mississippi state's done this season a little bit more consistently than them because, um, they've got they've got more experience coming back. They've got more consistency. They're, you know, Buzz Williams is still there. They're not. It's not a new coaching staff. So I think this game's gonna be very much like the Mississippi State game was. It ain't gonna be for the faint of heart. There's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of fighting. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to get rebounds, get inside shots. It's gonna be it's gonna be a war zone out there. But for Auburn, can you play well and do the things you've been doing here recently in front of your home crowd? And you know, know that you're going to have to really strap it up and, and play super well um, tomorrow night because A and M is going to physically really challenge Auburn, uh, especially down low.
0: And then Justin, we're not going to get to uh, chat with you before the weekend, so I want to go ahead and get your takes on coming up this weekend: SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Auburn goes up to Morgantown, West Virginia, difficult place to play. What are your thoughts on that matchup for the Tigers?
1: Yeah, don't look at West Virginia's record and think they're a bad team by any means. Um, this is a this is a team that um, I think every one of Mississippi, you know, West Virginia's games um, here recently have been Quad One games. The Big Twelve is brutal. Um, you know, this is a team. This is a conference where, if you look at the quality of it, you could have a team not win, um, not have a winning record, and still make the NCAA tournament. That's just how good they are. Uh, I'll I'll point out like it's it's a Bob Huggins team. They're at home. They're always going to be really good on the defensive defensive end of the floor. And, yeah, just don't look at the record and think, oh, you know, this is a team that, that Auburn, you know, can win easily. No, I think this is going to be a really tough game. I wouldn't be surprised if West Virginia's favorite in it just because of how tough they are in Morgantown. And to give you an example, you know, last week they beat TCU, which is, you know, something that's pretty impressive considering TCU then turned around and went to, you know, uh, Allen Fieldhouse last Saturday and blew the doors off of a number two Kansas team. So, I mean, it's just the Big 12 is so brutal, Um, and this is going to be another very physical experience, know what they're doing on on the defensive end of the floor team uh, for West Virginia. So it is going to be a tough matchup. If Auburn goes into Morgantown and comes out with a win, it would be one of the biggest wins they could get all year.
0: And, of course, Ferg, this is going to be the last SEC Big 12 challenge for the foreseeable future because of the new deal where it's going to become like an SEC-ACC challenge in future years. Uh, are you going to miss the SEC Big Twelve? Do you prefer the the ACC stepping in as the conference that the SEC is going to kind of align with? Just what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I like the ACC matchups better because I think there's just more history there. There's more you know you know crossover um, historically. You know, for an Auburn team to get the chance to play a North Carolina or a Virginia or you know any of those Tobacco Road teams um, would be really cool. I mean, I think that's I think there's a little bit more juice to that than. He'll play in oklahoma or iowa state or um west virginia which i mean all are really good teams um obviously and they're quality opponents but you know i I do think just kind of stylistically i prefer the acc however i will have to say this hasn't been the best year for sec basketball it hasn't been a great year for acc basketball either and the big 12 is just getting brutal and brutal every year Uh, we'll see how that looks because i mean losing texas and oklahoma but that's not kind of the foundation of what makes Big 12 basketball so good. So, you know, I think also, I mean, it, there's a chance that uh, the, the, the for the league in, in general, um, the competition gets a little bit easier just because of how, how good the Big 12 has been compared to the ACC here in the last couple of
0: seasons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, historically, we know the ACC to probably be the best conference in college basketball But the last couple of years. It has certainly Uh, taking a step back. We're talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. All right, time for a little fun with Ferg. Now, we know, Justin, you are a huge movie guy. We have talked about that on this show before. And today, the Academy uh, released its uh, nominees for the the Oscars coming up here in March. Uh, What were your takeaways from it, and what film are you hoping just kind of racks it up at the Oscars in March?
1: Personally, I would really like it for... uh everything everywhere all at once to get um, to, to, to have a big day at the awards just because it is my favorite movie of the ones that have been nominated. I haven't seen all of them. There's a few good ones on that list, especially the best picture nominees that I have not gotten around to yet that I'm looking forward to seeing. Like, you know, I haven't seen uh, Mantis of Ish and Aaron. Uh, I haven't seen, uh, you know, After Sun. There's a couple other, like, really good, not as highly known movies uh, that are out that are best picture noms. Um, that I'm looking forward to seeing. But everything, everywhere, all at once. It was so unique. It was so different. Um, it, was, it was so original, um, you know, that I, I, I'm glad it's getting rewarded. I thought it was fantastic. I think, you know, all of the performances in there were great. And I just hope that, you know, it can win as many awards as it can. Um, and, yeah. And, and, and in terms of my other big takeaway, you know, just I haven't watched this movie yet, but I know what it's about. And I kind of, I'm kind of surprised. Um, you know, it came out last month or a month and a half ago. Uh, Damien Chazelle, who did uh, La La Land and um, Whiplash and other really good movies like that, um, did Babylon. And it got, you know, got a lot of buzz, but didn't really get nominated for a ton. And it felt like he just spent $80 million on, on Oscar bait and it didn't work. Um, so that's pretty rare to see like a obvious Oscar bait movie not get the love that a lot of people thought it might have gotten. Uh, from the academy, so uh, that was my other big one. That you know, I thought that dude was just gonna I mean It was so clearly he was aiming up to like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a movie about the movies, and people are gonna love it. It's gonna win all the awards, and it's kind of flopped. And that one so that was surprising to me.
0: Yeah, and look, you know, obviously box office success is not does not really correlate to awards at all. Uh, right. But but I mean you're right. The uh, uh, Babylon it looked it looked good from the previews I saw. You know when you got Margot Robbie and you got uh, Brad Pitt, Tobey Maguire. Obviously there's others. Uh, great cast. But yeah, the eighty million dollar budget. I think it made like fifteen million in the U S., yeah. which is just yeah, always <laughs> always concerning. Uh, I did see obviously I I saw the big giant last night. Avatar: Way of Water. Uh, mm-hmm. It is uh, just as good as the first one in my opinion. I don't know if you've seen. Um, seen them, but uh, I went to the the Big D showing in Auburn and was the only person in a, in the Big D theater. So that was always. Oh, okay, that's uh,
1: sick because I I haven't seen it yet. Um, I am one of those people who like, I I get why James Cameron made a very long movie and I get why movies <laughs> are very long now, but like I, it's not like even an attention thing. It's just like something about me just like, Do I have to really sit there and watch a whole movie for like three and a half hours. Um, so I haven't gotten around to it yet. But I do want to get to it before it goes away from theaters, because I think obviously with a movie, you know, with just the technical and, and visual just kind of masterpiece that, you know, the first one was, and obviously this one's going to be as well. Like, I, wanted, I want to see it and experience it in the Big D. I have never pulled off the I'm the only one in the Big D theater experience. <laughs> now, I've done that plenty of times with smaller screens that Over in Opelika. But not the not the big one. I I would have I would have acted like fool in there. Obviously, I'd have been like laying. I would have been like laying down like I was in bed. I would have been walking around.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> cha- I'd have done all of it. Yeah, change the CD location up every you know forty five minutes. Yeah. That way, you could sit like five different places during the course of yeah. The Avatar. Yeah, get a different yeah did get a different angle for every for every act. You know, it would been it been pretty good. Absolutely, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer again uh, with us here. Uh, just about each and every Tuesday, Justin. We're always grateful for the time. What do you have going on at the Observer right now?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, it's been a good week here at the Observer. Um, we uh, did a story today on uh, on on Jarquez Hunter, and you know I don't know if anybody else you know kind of picked up on this, but Jarquez Hunter um, averaged more yards per carry last season than any running back who's had 100 carries in a season in over 35 years. Um, you got to go way, way back to find the, the last time a high-volume Auburn running back was as successful as him. Guys, if you look at the numbers, he's in line to potentially be like an all-SEC running back next season. That's just how good Jarques Hunter could be um, in this system. So, did a story on that. You got a basketball preview coming up tomorrow um, with the A&M game and writing some other things about uh, Auburn hoops. Um, we did a new episode. Actually, Painter and the guys did a new episode of Friends of the Program. They posted this morning, and it did not – there were some technical difficulties – uh, it's kind of towards the end of it, so we had to pull it down. We're going to put it back up uh, later tonight, so it'll be reposted and be in everybody's feeds who are subscribers. Uh, I know a few of y'all have been asking me about that today. Um, so, yeah, you can get all that at AuburnObserver.com, Sign up at $6 a month or $60 for the full year. And everything we do football and basketball-wise, whether it's a podcast or a newsletter, gets sent straight to your email inbox.
0: And Justin, as always, we do appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy uh, this awards season in the movie world, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>
1: Yep, see you guys.